Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine its obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. So interesting uh, alignment of planets hmm. in this minute. I'm, I'm going to explain. So okay. um, we have talked about the actor who played uh, Anton Vanko, who... Mm-hmm posthumously will appear in this minute True. that we're going to get into. Uh, played by the actor uh, Yevgeny uh, Lazarev. Hmm? I probably got that right. Yeah, I, I'm going to crush that. Um, who I love because he's been in some of my favorite movies, The Saint. We've talked yep. about this. He plays yep. uh, the president in The Saint with Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also had a little role in a movie that I believe we mentioned. He played the character of the Pope in <laughs> 2009's Pink Panther 2. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes, you're right. Pink Panther 2. Weirdly, uh-huh. there is another person who appears yes. in this minute who also, in one of the few movie roles she has ever had, yeah. is also in that movie. Wow. And that is <laughs> Christiane Amanpour, yeah. who is a British-Iranian journalist and television host who serves as chief international anchor for CNN and host of CNN's International's nightly interview program, Amanpour. That's right. So you, you thought that was weird. We, what is the what is the deal with that, right? Yeah. And she has, from what I can tell, and IMDb was a little wonky on this because she technically has four movie credits. Okay. 2009's Pink Panther 2. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and and here's there's another crazy thing. 2009's Pink Panther 2, 2010's Iron Man 2, a, a little-known movie called Trash from 2014, and 2016's Zoolander 2. Oh, wow. She's in all the twos. Like, what is the deal? Wait a minute. <laughs> Justin Thoreau was in <laughs> Zoolander 2. What? Who is- wrote this movie? <laughs> what is going on with that? Like, what? The connections just get more and more bizarre here. It's- in 48 of <laughs> Iron Man 2 from 2010. George Mr. John Favreau. Uh, because... Holy cow. Like, I thought the Golden Palace connection was weird. But right? Like, Pink Panther 2 and Zoolander 2 as, like, key components of the connections between actors is just weird. Yes! <laughs> to say the least. Like, anyway. So, yeah, uh, oh we have uh, we have uh, a, a newscast there. So, as, um, as the minute picks up, we were left off, which is uh, the Pepper and... Natalie are doing damage control, uh, and so uh, we, we start with Pepper's line, which is, uh, after Natalie had said the AP wants a quote, Pepper says, don't tell them, fax them, which I was like, wow, fax? Like, well, you're in Tony Stark's mansion, and you have a fax machine? Even in 2010, it's like, really? <laughs> well, you know what, though, I think that was? Okay, Here's this little side thing that you okay. picked up on. I'd even pick up on. So back when I was in college, and this is you and I are around the '90s, right? Mm-hmm. There was always this thing about, um, you know, when you used to use checks to pay for things. Uh huh. Oh, and yes. let's say when you were in college, your checking account was a little low. You wanted to extend the float time uh-huh. of your check. You take a graphite pencil. Oh. rub over, scribble over the routing and account information numbers because they are magnetic. That's how they're read when they're be- being processed in a bank. And if you if you put a graphite pencil over them, it messes up the processing of the check and it extends it by like four or five days. <laughs> wow. I, I had a college... Talk about kiting. I wish I had known that in my very, very <laughs> <few> <laughs> days. Okay, 
wait, wait. Oh my God, this is such a crazy opening to this minute, right? <laughs> so, so I had a college professor that talked about this, and I remember everybody was like, "Wait, you can do that?" And like, uh, right? And I tried it once, and it actually did work. That's another talk for another day. Mm-hmm. I think. That's what she's suggesting by oh, saying fax slow it. it down. <laughs> exactly. Like they faxed it to us. What? And then I can see them like trying to find where their fax machine is. And like, so the idea is that she can say, well, yes, we, of course we responded to you. Yes, we did it in a timely fashion. Did you not get our fax? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. That's, that's, actually, that's funny because and now I think of it. It's the weirdest because facts is this is the second time it's come up in the last week because uh, we were just watching McMillions. Uh, which is, and I, I know it's not the most, the newest thing, but we sort of just right. discovered it late. Uh, and there's a major plot point where uh, they're planning on doing this big police investigation, and one of the the FBI agents accidentally faxes the the plan for this major strategic rollout to the newspaper instead oh, of to the other agent. No, and they go, oh no. <laughs> it's a major government document detailing this multi-state investigation thing, and they sent it to a reporter. <laughs> For those of you who don't oh, know, so fax machines. McMill- okay, so first of all, McMillions is like this whole story about in the United States back in like the eighties. Mm-hmm. McDonald's, the fast food chain giant, well, ran this like, like the late nineties. Oh, late nineties. This is the, this is the one this that one yes, was happening. Yeah, this is when it was happening. So it, basically, you're right. It started in the eighties, but like in the eighties, right? Was so they had this famous game, and basically there were people who were messing around and cheating it. Yeah, but the whole idea. Okay, for those of us who remember the 90s, I can totally see how that would happen because if you had one of those old, ridiculous, like, copy machine-sized fax machines... You had all these like pre-programmed numbers yes, in it. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly that's what, what happened. It is. Like a person, like because they had just handwritten the thing in there, they they, uh, did, they thought it was to the field office, but it was actually to the newspaper. Seriously, that totally. Gonna, <laughs> it's the equivalent of accidentally replying all on an email. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then or you're like, just done. Opening when you open up your messages app, not realizing what one what thread is open right there, and just oh, replying to it. Oh, yeah. yeah that's all we've right. all been there. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Uh, as they're as they're they're sitting there having this conversation, whose leg was that? Why, ladies and gentlemen, it's James Rhodey Rhodes. Uh, Woo! Rhodey everything's going to be okay now. That's right. And in in military, and he's like he's in uniform too. Uh, so he's like on on. Uh, he's on the clock. On, he's on the clock. There he's on go. the people's he's, clock. That's right. Uh, and so at the same time, then uh, they're watching. They actually, I think, are those like like projected televisions? I mean, is this like Stark technology? I couldn't see if there was anything supporting them. There's, they're watching three channels at once. Uh, and the one channel in the middle is CNN because Christiana Amanpour is on there. Uh, so, like, uh, we talked about her at, at the top, too. Uh, she actually has a destination after her name called CBE, which I didn't know what that meant. I looked it up. She is actually a commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire. It's what? like It's like it's basically their, uh, her version of knighthood. Essentially, like she's like one one below that. Uh, uh, so she is she is a so should the need arise and and Britain need her, <laughs> she is ready to serve. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I just, I, I, there's uh, yeah, I'd say that was going on the side. I'm not going to. You just have to look at this. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll tell you this. For those of you who who are uh, purveyors of news, mm. she is very well respected uh, oh, yes. as a journalist globally. And if if you need any proof of that. Who else can have a show that is titled with their name That's and right. a period? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even, it's not Cooper, period. Uh-huh. No, it's Anderson 360 or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, whatever. Her show is Amanpour, Amanpour. period. <laughs> it's 
pretty. It's pretty and of course, that, uh, because I'm not a news junkie, the reason I knew who she was was from a little television show called Gilmore Girls. Yes, uh, because Rory, this is the, the, the uh, Christian Amanpour is her idol. It's like she is the one she wants yes. to be like. So much so that when they finally got to the series finale of the show before it got resurrected on Netflix, she actually showed up as a cameo on it. So it's that's a very nice no, I didn't mention that. Up. That's not obviously not a film appearance, but yes, no. that is on her list of, of appearances. Yes, very yeah, cool. It was, it was it was the perfect little cherry on the top thing for you know for especially for a series finale that people didn't want to have end. Right. <laughs> but we don't need to get into the the last season of Gilmore Girls, which is very contentious among Gilmore Girls fans, including myself. Let's move back into Iron Man Two, which is equally contentious. Uh, so Rhodey is there and he says, well, "Where is he?" Uh, and so Natalie says at the same and says he doesn't want to be disturbed, and then Pepper immediately says he's downstairs. Like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right, okay. Wait a minute, I love this though. Like, I almost kind of want, I want him to come in. Where is he? And I want Pepper to go, hello to you too. <laughs> like, what is the deal, dude? But then you gotta love the whole, you know, the Natalie's whole like. Yeah, uh, no, and then Pepper, like, I, again, referencing the little spat between the two, mm-hmm. there is definitely some aggravation between them, which is amusing considering they're in the middle of trying to put out fires. Yeah, and, and obviously Natalie does not know that Rhodey's on the inside. Right. Like, somebody else just walked in, like a military man just walked in and said this, and she's giving the party line, which is... Like, no comment, no comment, no comment. Like, now is not the time for anyone to be talking to Tony. And so she's trying to do her job, you know, once again, keeping that cover uh, right. and, and does a very good job. But Pepper's like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's Rhodey. <laughs> He's got access codes, as we're about to see. Right. Um, so then we also see then uh, there. I, from, I, I was a little unclear of this because it happens really fast as Rhodey's walking down because we're kind of like shifting our focus to him. But like, Pepper's having an interview with a one of the televisions, like like the person is on air or whatever, like it's going back and forth. So right. she says yes, but and the newsreader says, "Oh, I was talking about Monaco." He says, "But his continuing erratic behavior may lead people to ask themselves, can this man still protect us?" And then Pepper says, "Iron Man never stopped protecting us. The events in Monaco proved that." Now I took that as, and the person who's saying about the erratic behavior is is Christiane Amanpour. Uh-huh. I'm thinking that she's just getting it, it's a firestorm, right? Yeah. And she's getting asked sort of the same question that is being portrayed on the t- on the newsfeed. So it's just all sort of randomly all jiving. Oh, and okay. she's actually responded. That's how I took that. Um, and that she's responding that, yeah, you know, obviously referencing Monaco. And you can see on the images on each side of the main CNN newsfeed, there are images of Monaco showing whiplash, yeah. showing the devastation and the, the aftermath of everything. So you can see, obviously, this is all consuming right now, the, the news cycle. And Rhodey is clearly worried. Yes, looking at all. He this. takes a beat to like to listen to sort of the response, and right. know, as as we all are, like, oh boy, <laughs> what a mess you've created, Tony. Um, so then uh, we go down to uh, downstairs, and there's Tony Stark, and he's sitting in the car uh, looking at a hologram thing. So what you're seeing here uh, was actually created by a a special effects company called Prologue, and you know them because. They did the prologue, like right. <laughs> the title sequence, all that stuff. They actually did that. Uh, plus, you've seen their work many, many times. And if you're like us, probably hundreds of times because they're the ones who created the Marvel logo. <laughs> like all the oh, images you buy. Right. Prologue are the guys who actually created that logo and have updated it for all the different movies. Um, 
So uh, in the meantime, Jarvis is once again in exposition mode. Uh, so as he's lit, as we see images of different newspapers from the past come flickering through, uh, Jarvis is basically reporting back on what he was asked to do. He says, "Query complete, sir." Anton Vanko was a Soviet physicist who defected to the United States in 1963. 1963, important year because first appearance of Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Boom! Also lines up with the timeline. However, he was accused of espionage and was deported in 1967. His son Ivan, who is also a physicist, Oh, got okay. it. There we now go. Now I understand. So it's, he's not just a dabbler. He's not just an amateur. He didn't just read dad's notes. He is also a physicist. Uh, was convicted of selling Soviet-era weapons-grade plutonium to Pakistan. Okay. That's, yeah, like, that's That's serious. a big piece of information. Right. Uh, because we get that he then was kind of following in dad's footsteps. Like he... And this in the time, was a huge deal. So this would have been probably the 80s? Right. Is that about right? I mean, uh, so like selling, like, after the Soviet Union fell, this was a big problem. Like, like all of a sudden there's all these nuclear missiles everywhere and there's no more military to guard them. So this was a big deal in a lot of movies, including like the Saint wasn't this wasn't that a, a part of the Saint? Like oh the 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 whole cold fusion. Yeah, oh, I mean yeah. it's always involved. A, yeah, a peacemaker had the big right. thing about this. I mean like it's it was a big big staple of a lot of uh, like mid nineties to early two thousand action movies about like uh, all this stuff because there's still a lot of it that's uh, not accounted for, uh, and so you know Pakistan has had a history of like we'll we have lots of money and we'll use it to buy anything that we can get our hands on. Um, no, no disrespect to anyone in Pakistan. Uh, these are these those are the the, the bad elements, of course. We have they're everywhere. Bad element that we're it's it's with. everywhere. We everybody. <laughs> we, believe me, America's in no position to judge anyone. We're working with everyone. Right Let's now. all just work together. <laughs> we're all got to work together. That's right. To be better. We're all trying. Uh, um, yeah, we've got no leg to stand on. Yeah, no, um, we're we're figuring it out. <laughs> so now he's on. It says and served fifteen years in Copasek prison. Now, okay, which explains a lot. Now, now there yes. we now we've got the connection of his background yep. being a scientist and a physicist. Yep. We have the connection of he did 15 years in a jail. Yeah. Not a good one at that. No. That, I, I tried to dig into Copacic Prison, and I, 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 they, obviously Russia is uh, very uh, closed about these things. But I have found out it was it's designated a special regime penal colony, which means Ooh. it is a serious, like, like I guess we call supermax prison, except that yeah. they are, they're definitely supermax. And uh, if you dig at all into that Copacic Prison, you'll find all sorts of interesting things about uh, work camps and riots and uh, starvation Ooh. and all sorts Ooh. of terrible, terrible things. So, like, uh, just putting this these these two things together, this is a hardcore prison. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay, so a couple things I love about this whole sequence. When we cut from Rhodey watching the newscast with, with Natalie and Pepper. Oh, by the way, Pepper, we should mention... We missed this last oh, time. That's right. True. Pe Pepper, Pepper drinking a Dr. Drinking Pepper. A Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. The peppers. <laughs> that's uh, right. Anyway. So, okay. But, okay. I love the scene of this. When we go down to the workshop, Tony has the cars. And we see, we've talked about the cars in a previous minute. I think there's the, the mm -hmm. that Audi, uh, the, the late model that we've seen him drive and stuff. That that will appear there, too, as, yep. as well with the rest of the cars. But he's he's sitting in the open air, uh, the hot rod, the one that yep. I think is one of the older that, cars of the Yeah, of that's the, group. the one that John Favreau actually owns. That's his personal, that's, exactly. his personal collection. Okay, here's what I love about this. 
It's the greatest drive-in theater set <laughs> yes. ever. That's literally what he's doing. Yeah. It's like right out of American Graffiti. He yeah. is seated in the car. He has got this incredible, Jarvis has got this incredible, huge panel going in front of him. And you really get the feeling like this is Tony trying to comfort himself in the midst of all this horrible information that he's about to find out. He's trying to comfort himself with something that is a little bit more of a, a, a serene moment. And that's like, you know, maybe a memory of going to a drive-in theater with his parents. I'm, I'm reading a lot into that, but I did think that that's an interesting way to lay that out. Now, in terms of what's on the screen, okay, some great stuff going on. One, you're seeing this, this wonderful interface. And one of the things I really love about the, the group that when they did this animation is they are trying to visually show you what research looks like from an artificial intelligence hmm. because you're watching it all go down. I mean, you see, basically, if you stop this and look, you can see that there are two monitors actually being portrayed on the screen, monitor number one and number two, and they're actually labeled that way. Both of them are searching Anton Vanko, searching all library archives, and it's showing you on the bottom of the screen, sort of like this doc, how it's analyzing every single one of these articles, and it's trying to create some sort of uh, sort of linear story based hmm. on that. The animation of this is just gorgeous. Is is there a lot of hidden stuff in here? I, I'm not sure if there's a lot of hidden stuff because it's just trying to tell the story that Jarvis is articulating. Yeah. But it's done visually so well. Now, a couple things I just want to point out that I just find amusing. They're, they clearly, they could get CNN's uh, rights to use CNN. They couldn't get any other newspaper, though. Uh, there's only one real newspaper in that whole montage. Oh, wait, which one is it? Uh, the Los Angeles Times, I think it is. Oh, Yes. Okay, so the Los Angeles Times is there. Yeah. It's not the New York Times. No. It's the New York News. Yeah. And I found that interesting <laughs> in the New York Times, basically, logo. Or the Boston Guardian or all these other ones. Um, a couple things I did find funny is that if you really zoom in on any of these, there is not is what Laura every Mibsum? newspaper... What's that? Is it Laura Mibsum? Uh, no, no. It, it's actually stuff, but there is not a single date. On oh. any of these newspapers. <laughs> okay. So, like, the one where you're just talking about is when would this have happened when when Ivan Vanko would be would be arrested for the right. plutonium incident? The New York News, its volume um, in the Roman numeral, numeral is CLV1. I, I, so, I mean, it's, you know, mm -hmm. I can't do my Roman numerals on the top of my head like that. <laughs> but, like, it's the number 34,000 of the edition, Saturday edition, no date. <laughs> There's no date on the masthead. <laughs> so... I think this kind of tells me, and you know, we always talk about how much I love the graphic designers that have to yeah. work on the behind the scenes of this. I think they were kind of like, you know, we're not going to put a date on any of this because we really haven't figured out what the date actually would be. And we're not even going to try the attention to detail. We're not going to try and plant anything and just make it up because we just don't know. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I get from this. Because literally, I mean, I'm looking through all these fairly high res and I don't see a date anywhere. On any of these newspapers, which of course you would not see. Newspaper, there's a date on every page of a newspaper. If you don't know what a newspaper is, well, <laughs> look it up. Then we can't. But, so anyway, I think I think that's interesting. Uh, we do have, uh, you know, just even some of the the uh, pictures that are here, like the uh, Venko's, uh, his father, uh, it talks about uh, at the time that he is caught, uh, there's also a headline that says an advanced Russian rocket launches weighing 100 pounds. Hmm. Interesting note there. Uh, and then when we go to the actual, so Jarvis, as Jarvis is creating this wonderful little cascade of all these news clippings, it then actually presents to Tony a bio readout of Anton Vanko. And what's got to be very 
uh, disconcerting to him is, is that it's showing his nationality is Russian, his showing his affiliations, the University of Moscow, the uh, Carlium School, I don't know if, and that one's a little blurry, Hmm. and Stark Industries. So it is, for him, he's realizing that, yes, there is a connection. It's a connection that I've never, never realized existed or didn't hear. I would be interested to know if, he how it was perceived in Russia because it seems to be like he so we know that I'm uh, like Anton Vanko did this like basically like you know Ivan's mad about this but like he did like he he came over he stole secrets he sold them back to Russia and then like got found out and did like he he's guilty like he really did this stuff but how does Russia receive him because he's doing the work for Russia so I mean like he got caught. But he did also get a bunch of secrets out. So is he heroic? Is he like, like you did it? Or is it like, you failed? No, I, I think it's you failed because you got caught. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you know, he did, he did do what he was asked to do. He just, uh, you know. Yeah, but he got caught. And when yeah, you get caught, caught, here's the problem. It's not just about you. By getting caught, now they know that we were taking stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Uh, because getting caught is like, they know what you have. Exactly. So I think, I think basically that's why the pumpkin again. Yeah. (laughs) It, mm, yeah. So no, so that's, so that's the implication there. But anyway, interesting little note that's put in there. And then when it goes and it transitions over, um, to, um, Ivan, we've got, like I said, the New York news headline, scientists arrested for selling plutonium, Mm -hmm. uh, weapons, great, uh, plutonium to Pakistan. Mystery revealed 15 year sentence. We've got that. Uh, and, then, and then a news report from yesterday, which is oh, that. yes, yeah, I mean, like, because I mean, this is the next day, so this is like, uh, you know, uh, what prisoner uh, dies in escape attempt. Oh no, and it actually says the right. And the headline from the Los Angeles Times is Ivan Vanko dies in prison escape attempt, meaning yeah. that they again they have identified him right. as was the plan yeah, from, from the number on his uh, prison uniform. Exactly. And then just the last things are on this even on all Ivan. Of his, even as all of his tattoos were mysteriously burnt off. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The power of C4. Well, I mean, that's the reason. Well, that's why they didn't anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, and then just Ivan's Ivan's little uh, sheet that, uh, that Jarvis put together. Uh, he is uh, known for understanding of physics, chemistry, weapons, and the black market. And, and then, of course, showing that he had 15 years uh, in prison and died in prison. So, obviously, this is all bewildering to Tony. Mm-hmm. In addition to, as what we're about to see, not only is he compromised internally and chemically and physically, yes. right. emotionally now, he, he is fully compromised. Yeah, it turns out that, yeah, like, now he's caught up to the fact that, oh, yeah, another terrible, terrible thing that my father did. <laughs> Except, you know, Basically, he did catch a yeah. spy. So, I mean, it's yeah. not the worst thing. But, you know, he did ruin the dude's life. And then, but, once again, this is, this is a lot of... Uh, Blaming Tony Stark for a lot of things that um, Anton and Ivan both did willingly, illegally, uh, immorally, and yet somehow he's to blame for it. So, but at least Tony is now up to date on it. So then right. uh, Jarvis ends his his uh, exposition dump uh, by saying, "No further records exist," and that's when Rhodey comes in, and we find out that Rhodey has his own access code to get into the the lab, uh, to Tony's uh, workshop. Uh, because when we see him, we see him type it in. I couldn't, it's still reverse, so I couldn't see exactly what the code was. Uh, but when it does, his, uh, Rhodey's picture pops up on the, the pop-up display. Yeah, it's a nice uh, little touch. Right, yeah. so it's like he has his own unique pin 
you know, to get in, which I thought was really good because it's like a nice way of Jarvis logging who it is that that comes in. Well, we need to. Well, and also foreshadowing because we need to know True. that we need to know later. that Rhodey can get in no problem at all. Exactly, uh, because, <laughs> that's be because that, that's, we're going to talk more about that in minute forty nine because uh, this is a big thing because they're setting up something big here. Right. Uh, so Rhodey comes in, fire and brimstone, like he is like he is he is hot and he's coming in. Uh, he says, "Tony, you got to get upstairs and get on top of the situation right now." Listen, I've been on the phone with the National Guard all day trying to talk them out of rolling tanks up the PCH, knocking down your front door. Like PCH being Pacific Coast Highway, of oh, course. Exactly. Um, uh, and then in, in the middle of his he, you know, his his rant, that is where a minute comes to an end. Uh, yeah, because Rhodey's here to to lay down the law with Tony. I'm really, I'm intrigued. Goes. I mean, this is just it's getting better and better. <laughs> it's getting something. Oh, there's a there's a a lot of plot happening uh, in this one. So there is, yeah. There's a lot of things we have to get through in order to get to the the next section. So, Kyle, with all this talk about news, right, and 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 great journalists like Mm -hmm. uh, Christiane Amanpour, right, and Jarvis giving lots of detailed information about what's going on and his research, very well done. Look, I know there's a lot of places on the internet, and there is one. That you may be a, a visitor to from time to time that maybe is not known for always the most accurate information. Here's an idea. What if we had a place where the people could could gather on that network and they could put all that fake news behind them and they could enter through this semi-secret bouncer prohibited door and they could be allowed in, relax, and then we could have wonderful discussions about what we're talking about with Iron Man 2. But we don't have the resources, the infrastructure to build something like that. I mean, you, you'd have to have something like Facebook in order to do that. Actually, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You must be talking about the Marvel Movie Minute and Next Real Film Podcast Executive Lounge. That's exactly what I was talking about. So it's, it's a place on Facebook where you can come and have these conversations away from the noise and din of your regular feed and your, your mother posting all sorts of old pictures of you that you never wanted to see again. Oh, wait, boy, your mom's on Facebook? What? No. Yes, your mom right oh. now. Your mom is on Facebook posting <sighs> images that you do not want her to see. Okay, this is a safe harbor from that. That's right. Plus, we promise we will never post inappropriate pictures of you on the Marvel Movie Minute Next Real Film Podcast Executive Lounge. Oh, we promised that? We we are promising it right here. And next year is going to have to live up to it because otherwise they'll have to disavow us. That would be horrible. <laughs> also, consider it a safe harbor from all the craziness. If you've got people out there that are spreading fake news about the entertainment value of Iron Man 2, come in. <laughs> come into our lounge. We will we will set you right. We will give you the tools. We will give you the, the weapons. Maybe the weapons is maybe too far. Maybe you just need the great... And wonderful discourse that you can then take out into the world and explain to people what a wonderful movie this is. And if you're tired of all this ridiculous Iron Man 2 propaganda thing where you're getting all these this weird dissonance about it being a fantastic movie that everybody Nobody's, loves, then what? you should come to the lounge and like basically come to a, a, a safe harbor where people will be like, no, your instincts are correct. It's not good. And Son we're here for you. You can find That's because that's what it is. Facebook.com slash groups slash the next reel. You just got to ask for permission because we're trying to keep out the bots and the weirdos. Everyone else is welcome. A few weirdos, but that's it. Maybe a few weirdos. In the meantime, to hear the rest of uh, Rhodey's epic rant, 
you have to tune into minute 49 uh, and find out what's going on with that. Will there be other weird connections with classic movies like Pink Panther 2? The only way to find out is to stay subscribed. Enough said. Bye. Bye.